What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 27 of Hit the Books, the podcast all about sports betting, the best bets you should be taking, and everything surrounding sports. This week, we have news from everywhere following our NHL, NBA, and college basketball stream here on Wednesday. Um, lots to look forward to as we get into this week, gearing up for March Madness, the NHL trade deadline, and much, much more as we get closer to these playoffs for these various leagues. Uh, MLB spring training also coming up and starting here soon, so we want to talk about some odds and things out of there. But without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode and introduce my ghost, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. We're all here this week, excited and ready to deliver everything to you. Huff, let's start off with you this week. What do you got for us here coming into whatever week this is, last week of February? Yeah, once once the NFL season's over, that's kind of how we reference what part of year it is, week, whatever, but... Yeah, end in February out by the time you hear this uh, leap year tomorrow. That's that's I guess that's exciting for all those people out there that, you know, February 29th, once every couple of years, get that, get the extra day in there. Um, but feeling good, had a good week so far betting nine to no on the live stream on Sunday, a little solo stream, rip out nine winners for the people Whoever listened. You had a great day. But um, yeah, that's not much else coming from me. Been a good week so far. Uh, Penguins big win last night, like I said, in the live stream, uh, hoping to get them, you know, on a little bit of a win streak here, get a little bit closer to that wild card spot, but uh, everything's been good over here in Pittsburgh for me. Jesse, how about you? Back from Australia? That's all you're going to give us? Nothing? Sorry, yeah, I was in Australia. I ate kangaroo. Um, I saw some koalas. Ate kangaroo? Some... Yeah, I ate, I ate... You know how we like beef carpaccio? Like the really thinly sliced no beef? No fucking way. You ate raw I kangaroo? kangaroo carpaccio. Yeah, That's pretty crazy. Cool. I have a picture of it. It's like purple and shit. What it tastes cool. like? Um, have you ever had duck? Maybe, actually, yeah. You probably have, and you really didn't notice, but... I think it was, like, stuffed into something. Duck tastes like chicken, but kangaroo does not taste like chicken. It tastes like Is duck. Is kangaroo white or dark meat? Or, like, white or... It's darker. It, um... The way I ate it, it almost had, like, a purple hue to it, rather than, like, what you're Dude. normally seeing in, like, a, a red meat. Mackie wouldn't even go near it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it was so good. Grilled chicken. Plain. <laughs> Grilled chicken. I forgot about that. Um, that was so no, it was fun. good. 30-some hour, odd hours in the airport system to get there. Same thing back. But we made it. That's Is that the craziest something. thing you ate? That's definitely the craziest thing you ate while you were there. Yeah, that. Um, a lot of fish. A lot of things like that down there. Um, nothing too, too wild other than that, to be honest. But I saw, you know, all the animals, koalas, kangaroos, uh, dingbats, or not dingbats, I keep saying dingbats. Um, I can't remember, the, uh, wigwams or whatever they are, Wombat. and then dingoes. Wombats. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, <laughs> no, well, it's a smaller kangaroo. It starts with a W. I'm kind of blanking on it right now. But wallaby. That's it, wallaby. It's literally just a little kangaroo. Ace they try to trick you. <laughs> I only, I only know, I only know my Australian animals because uh, I've been starting lost kind of late to the trend. Oh shit! <laughs> Entrenched into the first season right now, so getting some good, uh, some outdoor there is knowledge. No, there. there is no wallabies in Lost. <laughs> no, they're coming from Alaska. I mean, not Alaska, Australia. Wow, I can't even speak. They're coming from Australia in their flight, so it has some references back to the, the flashbacks and whatnot. It's a good show. It's a good show. But other than that, I might as well jump into my intro here while we're here. Like I said, watching Lost locked into that. Coaching some uh, high school hockey playoffs. That's always electric. Got the NBA back in action. Got the NHL full swing. My Bruins been giving me the Ajita going overtime almost every night. But it's always some fun hockey to watch. See that three on three and a little bit of the shootout action. Like a little bit more of the W's. But uh, what can I say? They're up there in the points race. So they're doing their thing. Um, and MLB spring training. Love the MLB season. So. You guys will be seeing my face a bit more. Those breaking news videos coming during the MLB offseason and uh, offseason for everything else. So ready to get going this week. Nice, Ace. Good to hear from you. Mackie, why don't we finish it off with you here before we jump into this week's episode? What do you got? Yeah, uh, not much going on. Just yeah, still ripping college basketball. We had a good week last week, a 3-1 Friday uh, or 3-1 three, three Saturday, and we, had, we hit our two-unit place. So that was nice. Um, just looking to keep rolling. The Rangers are obviously playing really good, really good hockey. Um, Nine and one in their last ten. They won ten straight. Dropped their last one, but uh, I'm not real, not real worried about them. Just Sturkin's playing some good hockey right now, so um, just looking to end the season strong. Other than that, not much going on. Nothing else from me here so far. But don't forget to check out our live streams coming up for March Madness. 
uh, all the sports news, all the odds in the games for that starting Selection Sunday and before. Lots of good stuff as we get into this week's episode here. Again, episode 27. I know we're all excited to be here, even though there's no football to be said, but we got college basketball and everything else. I'm totally blanking on where I need to go. <laughs> Moving over the outline, like I said, March Madness, very, very close. Selection Sunday, March 17th, just 18 days away now. Lots of live streams and things to surround that. 18 days. And the first four in is Mackie, Mackie and Huff. You better get your pots and pans out and start cooking me up some fireplace. I know you guys have been doing it day in, day out. But come March Madness season, oh, I'm going to be hitting those books. Mackie, we got, we got basically two and a half, two weeks left to, to get our goal of 30 units on the year. Oh, we'll get that. Two weeks. Can we, dude, let's just lock in. Let's lock in. I think, we're, we si- I think we're sitting at 25 and a half right now or something like that. We had a little cold stretch. We dropped down to. It was just 20. over 20, and then we launched two plays, and I was like, if we go 1-0 and or 0-2, oh we're under 20 again. And I think we ripped the 2-0 slate, and we're right back. Yeah. But college basketball is yeah. buzzing, obviously. Getting down to the nitty-gritty, we kind of talked about uh, in our live stream earlier, uh, Tennessee's kind of stretch they have coming down. They're the fourth-ranked team in the nation. A huge game uh, tonight. By the time you're listening to it, it was last night against Auburn, but a uh, lot coming in the world of college basketball. Definitely gonna gonna be ready. Can't wait to to bust out the the tournament challenge app. Uh, make a million brackets. Always love doing that. So, two weeks away. Excited, excited. Yeah. Do we want to start out with this college basketball stuff? Yeah, you might, you might as well dive right, right in while it. the people are here. Go ahead. Yeah, the card record here as of late. Um, do you have it off the rip? Uh, yeah, give me one second. I think we are, as I remember, 89, 61, and 4. Uh, just over 25.5 units on the season, 25.53, uh, with Tennessee minus 7 pending tonight at a minus 110 odds. Uh, so we hit that, get up in the 26s again, like I said, trying to end the season over the 30-unit mark. Uh, sitting at tw- We've been flirting this 25 to 23 to 28 range. We haven't been able to uh, get past that 30. I think we're going to do it before the end of this uh, regular season and before we move into March Madness as well. Before conference tournaments. Pouring at my house. I did not know. I was like, what the Same fuck here. is that noise? I keep hearing it's really windy too. Like it's. Yeah, it must have just like all window. hit my windows at once. Bear down, yeah. boys. Bear down. Lock it. Hurricane in Yinzerville. That's the goal. <laughs> we got one more point here in the college basketball world. Uh, court storming has been a hot topic in the world of college basketball the past few days. The most recent incident came from when Wake Forest took down number eight Duke on Saturday. Students stormed the court and video showed an, an interaction between um, Wake, Wake Forest. Forest students and Duke star forward Kyle Filipowski. Not too long ago, we saw Iowa star Caitlin Clark involved in a stork storming incident as well. What are you guys thinking about this stork corming? This stork. Oh my! Stork corming. Back to back stork corming. The storks are corming. Back to back stork corming. I I don't know if I can say it. Stork. I missed it. Stork corming. Court. Court storming. Obviously, it didn't happen much at Penn State. It's more of a WVU thing. I think. Yeah, Penn, Penn State's not used to that. This is kind of <laughs> what. All right. So go ahead. Finish the question. <laughs> there goes the power. Jesse's gone. Oh, shit. What happens now? That. Look at you. See the power go out. <laughs> That's crazy. He just texted his dad <laughs> in the water. All righty. After a little technical difficulty here, let's jump back into this uh, court storming incident here. What are you guys thinking about all this court storming stuff? Should it be banned? What can be done for issues like this and such in the college basketball world? Like we said, Caitlin Clark and uh, Kyle Fapowski are the victims here of this of these latest st- court storming incidents. What are you guys thinking on those? Yeah, uh, obviously. So I kind of have one little point to make here. Obviously, we've seen we saw the incident with Caitlin Clark where she kind of got like shoved, and it was a lot more of an incident than uh, you saw. Filipowski like reach his leg out. Obviously, like I see both sides of this. You're a player in that situation. You just see a fucking crowd of I don't know five hundred, ten thousand people running at you. Like I don't know. You're you're all gonna react different and like push someone out of the way. That's definitely a given. 
fake an ankle injury. I just heard that he's not questionable for tonight, so no ankle injury there. That that definitely more of a situational thing. Classic Duke move. John Shire tried to play his best Coach K impersonation after the game. He did give credit to Wake Forest for the way they played. Coach K would have just sat there and been like, "This is ridiculous." You got to have fucking security on both edges of the both ends of the end zone or of the court, whatever you got to do. You got to stop this. Meanwhile, Duke is the one stadium where the student section basically touches the fans while they're inbounding or touches the players while they're inbounding the ball. It's very funny for Duke to be the one that have a problem with this. But also the point I wanted to make, I also think Court Storming kind of lost its special like kind of thing. Like it happens I remember too first- often. It happens too often. You're not don't storm the court if you beat a 24th ranked team in the nation. I'm seeing it way too much. It'll beat any top 10 or any top 25 ranked team. They storm the court. Like Jesse, perfect example. Your Penn State Nittany Lions had Illinois last week. They were ranked 12th. And that Ben, uh, what's his name that came on the podcast? Ben, Wait, yeah, he was awesome, put on put on his story that they're storming the court after beating Illinois. I know you're a seven point underdog. I know Illinois is a ranked team. You're not. You don't rush the court. So I. All Frank team. I was told it was because it wasn't at Bryce Jordan. I believe. I definitely hall, believe that. Yeah, it was at the rec which hall. Which is a very whatever. different atmosphere. Yeah, I, I, I did finally area, look like, into that. But like, that's just one example. There's definitely many more right. where teams aren't beating. For me, it was a top 10 team. I remember when I was at West Virginia, they beat Baylor. We still in the court. Baylor was ranked third or second in the in the country at the time. That was the biggest win in the in college. I think top five. Top I, five, I tr- yeah. I thought I'll give you top 10, but I think it should be top five. No, top 10 is a stretch, to be honest. Because look at how, how often 7 through 10 filter in and out with ranked teams, too. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. You have those top five teams who are pretty much always like staying in the I just five. think it. I just think it got a little watered down with whenever you beat Ole Miss or Texas A&M, who's ranked 24th in the nation, you don't need to storm the court. Yeah, I agree. Like, just say, do everyone a favor. Just don't do it. It's not that big of a win. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's what I've been waiting to get that off my chest since this since this happened on Saturday. I was like, make storming courts a, great again. Yeah, literally, just just do it when you're actually supposed to storm the court. Like, I, you beat Duke. That's a rivalry game. That's fine for Wake Forest. Like, Duke is ranked eighth. Duke's obviously held to a higher standard than most other college basketball teams. Duke, Kentucky. There's those blue bloods that people kind of rank higher than everyone else. You beat Duke in a rivalry game, uh, in-state rivalry. Wake Forest, Duke. That's one that goes way back. That's obviously an emotional win for those fans. Definitely a tough look when they're running out there a little bit before the buzzer expires. So obviously didn't really give the players the full time to get off the court. So that's another tough look for Wake Forest. But um, yeah, that's my thing is it should be just top 10. Mackie, I agree. It should be just top five, but I'll give you top 10. But if I see another school storming a court for beating a 18th or 19th ranked team in the country, there's going to be a problem. You're gonna have something to That's say I, about it. Yeah, I'm gonna have some. I'm I, I'm not gonna be able to root for that team anymore. I'm just gonna. They're just bad now fans. Huff's just, mad. Yeah, Huff's pissed. Yeah, I That's think it's I, pretty stupid too. But I just think it happens too much. I didn't think you'd get so upset about storm courting. Yeah, we need to I stop saying that. It's it's <laughs> it's embedded in my well, brain at this point. Like uh, who who was it, Mackie? A couple weeks ago, Creighton beat UConn. That's a that's a big win. Storm the court. You know what I mean? Like it's the number one team in the country. Yeah, exactly. Fucking storm the court. That's a big win. But like that's when uh, you storm the court. You beat the number one team yeah. in the country. Exactly. That's the definition of do it. Like even like uh, Ohio State. I think they beat Purdue in Ohio State. That's another big yeah, one. Definitely do it. There. Storm like, the court. Thousand yeah, percent. Like, but if if you beat Texas or like for right now, for example. South Carolina, like, you know what I mean? If South Carolina's playing at Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt beats them, they, they, they're they not allowed to storm the court. Absolutely not allowed. No, no way. No way. The 18th yeah. ranked team in the country. They were, they were projected 13th in the SEC in the preseason. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to say. That, that's why I wanted to start there, just because I knew I was going to ramble on a little bit. Lots of good stuff there in the college basketball world in the uh, court storming era and whatnot going on. So more on that as we get through these next few weeks for March Madness and see what happens in the March Madness world. Let's shift our focus over to the NHL here, starting off with our power rankings for this week. Coming at number five, we have the Winnipeg Jets. Number four, the Boston Bruins. Number three, the Vancouver Canucks. Number two, the New York Rangers. And at number one, the Florida Panthers to finish off our list here for this week, our NHL power rankings. What are you guys thinking about these here this week? Florida, Florida gets that spot. They've, I mean, they've the earned it. Like I said, back. 
I said on the live stream, this Florida they team looks like they did whenever they were on that run to the cup. Uh, obviously, like you said, the the other teams sitting there, Mackey, your Rangers, Ace, your Bruins, they're, they slid a little bit, but obviously said they find a way to make it to overtime in every game. So they're picking up points and losses. Uh, definitely something you want to see, but um, I don't know. Is there any other any other kind of surprises to you guys on this list? I definitely think this is one of our better, our, our most solid list. These are five teams that I could see go far in the playoffs, in my opinion. The Avalanche are going to reinsert themselves in this ranking very soon. And we I didn't agree. really talk about it on our live stream. We talked about them being able to take over their division. There's a chance they could even win the NHL point race as well. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know about you guys. That's one team that I think is uh, very good, very under, not underrated, but I guess being overlooked a little bit. Um, and they're clicking at the right time. Teams. Yeah, a couple other good teams. The, the Hurricanes always right there. Vegas Golden Knights always right there. Dallas and um, Toronto have been slipping a bit. and. We can attribute that most of their goaltending, I would say, which is crazy to say when you have Jake Ottinger on one side. Tampa or Toronto, they we know they they can't stop anybody from putting the puck in the net. Weak defensively, weak goaltending, but they have the scoring machine, which is Austin Matthews. So can't count them out either. Um, a lot of the balance coming out of the East, in my opinion. But I like this list, like you said, Huff. Very good ranking this week. Agreed. Matthew, yeah, I think all these top five teams can all be interchangeable. I think you can put Jets at one. Canuck, Canucks probably not at five, but um, all five of these teams are could be deserving of that one spot. They're all just um, a win, a win off here and there. So, um, like that, yeah, that's that's kind of why I slid. I had to slide the Bruins because obviously the Panthers on this run, Rangers are just coming off a just ten game of win streak. Play a they're, yeah, they're, they're three and seven. Uh, yeah, in but what are those? What is the is that three and seven straight up? What are, what's the OT record? Three, three, I want to say three, four, and three. Or no, they're three, three, three two, and five. It's yeah. disgusting. It's just, That's five it's points and losses. It's win insane. the overtime games. Win your shootouts. The better. Bruins are low key fake good. Like they have like thirty regular. They have like thirty. No, they're losses. really they're really banged up. They're also really banged up. If we do, if we dove into their team right now, they're missing a lot of top top end defensemen. Missing four out of their top six. So, um, that's that's a very important piece. I think still getting managing being able to get points in that. In that time frame, like I said, though, on the stream, it's not about being the hottest team right now. It's really about the end of the season. They're going to make some splashes at the trade deadline. Sweeney always does. They've been looking at a lot of different names, back end help, up front help. Um, I think they're going to dish some pieces. We know that Sweeney's a heavy hitter at the trade deadline. So he's hit well jackpot the last few years. I expect him to again, maybe find like a Dimitri Orlov or something like that. But this trade deadline is going to affect our, affect our rankings heavily uh, coming down the stretch. Ship Omar. That's the million-dollar question. I think you should. I mean, you kind of want that dual threat for the playoffs. And now that you know that Swayman's your guy, it might be a little more easy for the for uh, that coach to make a decision. But, I mean, if you need if you need to move him to get those pieces, yeah, we'll you're, you're, you're we'll going to trust Swayman. You, you trust Swayman to get the job done. I think they can get away with giving out other pieces. But what, as long as if you're moving Olmark, you just got to get a haul coming back. Because we know how hard it is to find good goaltending in this league. And um, the last two years, he showed how solid he can be. Good stuff there to get us started here in the NHL. A couple little points here uh, for things that have happened in the past week or so in the league. Patrick Kane returned to Chicago the other night and rang in the game winning winner in OT by a score of three to two. Uh, he's now scored on every single NHL team with that goal there against his former team, the Chicago Blackhawks. You guys have any thoughts on that as Patrick Kane returned home? Um, and got his first goal in the United Center. That's yeah. one of the best. That's one of the electric, best electric returning atmosphere. moments for any NHL, any professional sporting athlete ever. That's one of the best way to return to your to a place that you won three Stanley Cups. You're a legend there. Obviously, Taves was the captain. Kane was always known as like everyone's guy. He was so loved there. Didn't really want to leave. Wanted to go win a cup with the Rangers last year. They let him do it. Now he's obviously finds himself in Detroit, leading a young team. And, and if you would have told me when I was younger, I used to love those Red Wings teams with Zetterberg and Datsuk, the ones that were going up against those Blackhawks all the time. If you would have told me Patrick Kane was going to be a Red Wing, I'd be like, yeah, no, absolutely no and way. still doing his thing. End. And literally, yeah, at a time where he's still Patrick Kane and break as soon as you as soon as he got that breakaway, you knew what was going to happen. And the, oh, the yeah. best part, best part was what you can see him coming down as soon as he crosses like the blue line or top of the circles. He does the little look over his shoulder and sees there's no one behind him. He's like, oh, this is fucking cake and just rips it, dude. And the celly too, like that. And the fans didn't know whether to boo or cheer. They were like, fuck, at least Kane scored. 
Yeah. And then he does the and then he does the uh that cel- his classic celebration he's, to the crowd. Like, he's so on. gross. Yeah. He's so gross. He's I gross. I was just hoping that Bedard didn't have the bubble on because we saw ninety eight throw the hit on him in the zone. He said if he didn't have that fishbowl on, I would have been dropping him with him. Imagine yeah, that a Kane or Bedard tilt. That was funny. But absolute rock star moment. That was that was unreal. Yeah, definitely a great one there in Chicago the other night. <clears throat> Lots to look forward to uh, as we continue to watch Patrick Kane on these Red Wings. Moving over to Colorado, Nate McKinnon is on an insane hot streak here. 29-game home point streak, 22 goals, 38 assists. Just a madhouse in 29 games, honestly. You guys have any thoughts on that and the, these, this Colorado Avalanche team this, this year? He's going to take home the MVP this year. He's going to have to work hard to beat Kucherov, who's having a crazy year himself. Um, but I think he's able to do it, and I think there's a chance they push for the points lead. The Nate Dog is finally fully healthy. Uh, hopefully he finishes the season that way, and he's showing you what he can do when he's uh, on all cylinders for full age, too. Is there a chance they get Landis called back for the playoffs? I don't mm. think so. No, but Rontanen's back now. He came out of the player, the player um, help program. program. Yep. So that's a big, that's a huge lift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, up, it, it's only going to uptick uh, 29's points too out there in Colorado. He's just going to need a little more help. This team's not playing that well around him. Gorgiev's also not playing that well. I mean, he's having an insane season, but how many, I mean, you know, one, we've seen You're McDavid not winning do a Stanley it for seven years. Gorgiev. Yeah. You see McDavid do it for seven years and get nothing out of it. So um, if he can get the support, we know this Avs team is built for, built for championships. Wrong, but, um, yeah. I don't know. We could see this team definitely uh, struggle. They first round exit last year. Remember that. Big facts. Who did they lose to in the first round nope. last year? Kraken. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Keep it going here in the NHL. I uh, noticed something lately. Fighting is back. I feel like we've seen a good bit of fights over the past few weeks. Ducks and Preds had a fight. Coyotes, Jets, Rangers, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Sens and Preds, Minnesota, St. Louis, Flames, Oilers, Rangers, Flyers. I feel like you're hearing a lot of the same teams there, but definitely some action in the league after I feel like just years of people saying, oh, fighting's gone, fighting's gone. And I feel like there was not much fighting in previous years, but I think there's been more fighting in the past like two weeks than Rempy, man. Rempy from the Rangers. He's had like I six. love it. Had like four fights in six games. Got his ass beat last game. Um, I forget who it was, but he was like four and one in his first five. He was actually oh, against Olivier. He was landing him. But Olivier, Olivier, man, he's probably the like like punch for punch, probably the best fighter in the league. That guy was landing him left and right. But um, I I mean I like what we're seeing. The guy's huge. Everyone's testing him. He's going out there and he's he's standing in his ground and he's going out there and he's playing hockey. I mean you can't ask for much more. And he, and uh, this Rangers team is rolling with him too. So. Dude, he dummied Delorier. That fight with Delorier, everyone's acting Dummy like that was fair. Him. Yeah, Delorier didn't land a punch. Yeah, and then Matt Martin against the Islanders. I mean, he's uh he he's going up against the big dogs, and then obviously what's his face Olivier just fucking blocked him. Absolutely. Might have to get him. Might have to get a rematch. Doesn't he have, doesn't nah, doesn't he have Revo on the card? Does he have Revo on the card this weekend? Yeah, he's got he's got a uh, Toronto coming up Saturday, but I don't think he's gonna fight. He's got a black eye. I think he's literally just gonna be. Like, he's got to get ready for the Ryan Reeves tilt. It's like Doug Glatt. Fucking, you gotta be ready for it. <laughs> he's like at, at some point you gotta just like. I mean, I respect it. He's not he's not turning anything down. And I wouldn't, can't do it every night. I wouldn't hate it. Like I'm not gonna like hate him for it's fighting at all. But like at some point, I think he's gotta be like, listen, man, I got I want to I want to actually get on the ice here, like. And like, hey man, I want to be able to. I want to be able to see by the end of the season, not just right, have two right, black yeah. guys that are throwing. Right. Olivier got him good. His eyes black. Definitely a great set of fights here these past few weeks. Lots of uh, lots of action in the NHL. I'm I'm really liking where it's where it's heading. Has that, have any of you ever had a black eye? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like that bad? Yeah, from, not not that bad. I didn't get socked no, in the like, face. Yeah. I've gotten it from other stuff. Like what? Hit in the like head, hit with like eye. baseball. Hit, yeah, yeah. You just get hit in the eye. Or I got. I took or... a slap shot to the head. I think my senior year, fucking got a black eye off that. Did you have a helmet on? You get hit. Yeah. Oh. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. He he'd be right, probably dead right in between the bubble and the clip right here. Yeah, I think yeah. he. I don't oh, think damn. he'd be. Or he'd have a he'd serious okay. fucking catch on his forehead. <laughs> yeah. Huff, do you remember when Dan got hit with a puck in the chin? I guess it is because, like, your eyes, they say, like, this part around your eyes is, like, 
really like sensitive. Like if you get any pressure to your head, like the blood vessels just pop, and that's why it turns purple. And the bone, those are like some of the smallest bones in your turned, body. And then it yeah. turns yellow and shit. And it looks, like it looks like the most painful thing. That's what I was getting to. Is like it's not that whenever, painful though. I know it looks so painful when they're just sitting there, like, and their eyes just like swelled shut. It looks like they're trying <laughs> yeah. so hard to open their eye. I'm like, they just, Dude, they just went terrible. fucking eat rounds with Floyd Mayweather. No, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather a cut Literally. across the cheek than a fucking yeah. black eye any day of the week. Alrighty, one more thing here in the NHL. You guys want to go over your nightly individual pick process and what you guys been going, what's been uh, what's been hot and what's been good lately. Mackie, I know you've been on the Rangers. Huff, loving those first period unders. Ace with the anytime goal scorers. What do you guys have to say uh, to our viewers about that? Rangers, yeah, I want to lock in on those. Them. That goal scoring, that goal scorers one is fun, especially when you get a fat sleet. You got to look at the matchups, see who they're playing. Look at who gives up a lot of shots night in and night out. Weaker goaltenders too, and you take some of those guys who are on that power play. Out there on the first line, out there in crucial moments, always getting set up for the big looks. Cash with Kachuk last night at plus one ninety. Missed out on Cooch. He did get an apple, um, but it's been it's been productive so far. So I'm definitely gonna ride that train when I when I see good value and uh, good matchups. Ace, how steep are these guys' point odds compared to goals? Oh my god, crazy! Like Kucherov minus five hundred one, right? You'd have to get a pair of points if you yeah, yep. Sometimes like that, if you if you get two plus points, that's when you're looking about uh, minus one fifteen around even. Minus so five hundred. Kucherov's yeah, double is favored to get a point, just like McKinnon for perspective. Like that. Mc, McDavid's tonight. McDavid's point tonight has got to be astronomical, dude. Like just for perspective, McCaffrey all year was what minus two ninety, two fifty to score a touchdown, and they think Kucherov's that much more automatic to get a point. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean he's on the power play, and look look how many points he has though. He averages like what yeah, two and a half. Okay. Points I mean a game. for good reason, for good reason. But like that's just yeah. crazy. McDavid, it's almost like worth taking these guys tonight. to not get a point. Like take three guys it's and say not, you're though, not going to get a point. I know what you mean, but like that's got to be what plus three fifty to not get one. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a little. Di- but like um, looking at McDavid tonight, over one and a half points is minus one thirty. It's disgusting. Yes. You want to hear McDavid over 0.5 points tonight? Minus 600. Minus 833. Jesus Christ. McDavid has zero tucks in his last 10 games and 23 assists. That's why I told you, Hoff, don't take that goal score tonight. He averages 2.3 points a game in his last 10 games and doesn't even have a goal. goal assist. He doesn't even shoot the puck anymore. He doesn't care. He's just out there fucking dishing apples. Wide open nets because the goalie's so, so intrigued by him. Yeah, he's a dog. But yeah, definitely. That's why you got to shop around the value, find a good like, Chuck plus one ninety last night. That was a good hit. Um, guy that was a good hit. Ace. That was a nice one. Look, good, good find. Yeah, got to ride the trends too. That's gonna do it for us here in the NHL today. Moving over to the NBA, starting off here with our power rankings coming in this week. We have number five, the Denver Nuggets. Number four, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number three, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number two, the Minnesota Thunder, and number one, the Boston Celtics. What are you guys thinking about these NBA power rankings here this week? Yeah, Celtics clear. Obviously, they're going to be clear cut through the, through uh, through the end of the season. Our number one, they've been. Let's just see how they perform in the playoffs. Can they get over that hump? But um, obviously, these teams we talked about it in the live stream a lot. The Thunder, the Timberwolves. See how they finish this season. Um, the Cavs still playing really good, really good basketball. The Nuggets, teams like the, the Clippers, we talked about. Um, right on the outside looking in. I think the end of the season strong, definitely in our top five. Um, what other teams you guys think are right around there? Puff, what just happened? I shot a water bottle across the room, and I was waiting to see if anyone saw it. I, I only I saw, saw your reaction. I, I only saw your reaction. You were like, did anyone see that? I like held it, and I went like this, and no one was looking. So I was just like, eh, I guess no one noticed. I don't want to change the subject. <laughs> Mackie, to answer your question, though, um, on our power rankings there, I, I think the Bucks are a team outside of that top five, obviously, that you can count on to be there, and they'll get back into that top five, I think. I think the T-Wolves will end up slipping out. One team that I kind of beat the drum on early in the year, been kind of quiet on them, but those Phoenix Suns still lingering around. I think that's going to be a team you don't want to see come playoff time. They have guys like the Slim Reaper out there um, still doing their thing, and just eventually you got to think things will start clicking even more than they already have been. They're going to be a playoff team. It's going to be a tougher series than you think. You can probably find some good value on them as well. I find it night in and night out. They're underdogs a lot or less than three-point favorites. So 
I put them on my personal card a good bit. Um, other than that, maybe like the Mavericks. Um, Cavaliers, I don't believe too much in, but they're, they're close to, to breaking that ranking too. Absolutely. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think, obviously, your Celtics, number one. I, I kind of made my opinion on those Thunder. Uh, but the Cavs kind of coming out of nowhere the past couple of weeks, playing really good basketball. Huge, obviously. I was telling you before we got on. Uh, played Dallas last night, a three-quarter court. Uh, Max Drews, buzzer beater to win the game. They're just finding ways to win games. I know you can't rely on those all the time, but uh, they're they're picking up wins. Timberwolves, I do think they'll slide a little bit as they if the depending on this Anthony Edwards injury injury and what that's going to look like. Uh, obviously, there there's some other injuries around the NBA, but obviously, when anytime your team's number one uh, out in the West, it's going to be a little bit more uh, Jurassic for your team. They have a good bench and a good starting five, other than Edwards, but I just that that team revolves around him. Good stuff there, guys. Any uh, let's jump into a little more of what we talked about on the live stream here today. Maybe some of these player awards and conferences and such in the NBA. Some of these MVP odds, uh, Jokic coming in as the favorite at minus 135. Uh, Shy Alexander coming in at plus 230. Luka coming in at plus 500. Giannis coming in at 1500. And Tatum at plus 4,000 to round, up, uh, round out that top five. Any thoughts on top of what we talked about on the stream here? I, I just don't think there's value to buy in on Jokic, but I wouldn't be surprised if he took it home again. We were saying this on the pod. I feel like the NBA is the type of league that wants a new face coming in. I feel like they're going to give it to someone, and if you think the Thunder can end as that one seed in the regular season, maybe you throw it on SGA. Um, we could see if the Mavs keep turning up, maybe give it to Luka. That's a guy they really want to push as a new face of the league as well. But uh, Huff was saying Joker's average or has like 19 triple-doubles on the year, has one against every team in the NBA um, in his career now. I mean, you can't deny stats like that, and if he just keeps putting stuff together and they do end up being the one seed in the West once again, then I wouldn't be surprised if he takes home another award like that. Absolutely. I, I think it's his award to lose, but I definitely think Shy and Luke are, tight, are tighter on his ass than those odds tell you. Yeah, it's a lot tighter than some of his the last few times he's won, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially the way the West is sitting. It's all, I think it's all about who ends up taking home that one seed first one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you look at the standings yeah, in the East, it's, it's the Celtics and then everyone else in the East, and then you look out West, every, game's, every team's separated Crap by a half shoot. game yeah. or a game and a half, yeah. I think there was a stat that said the top to eight teams in the West, I saw this the other day, I don't know if it still rings true, are closer together than the Celtics are to the two seed. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, it's one, it's, one through t- it's one through, yeah, one through nine or one through eight in the West are closer than the Celtics to the two seed, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Celtics built a crazy team. I don't know how people let them get away with that roster, but Utu Holiday fall in their lap was a, one of the missing pieces along with Porzingis. Yeah, Porzingis, yeah. Game. Yeah, he found his game with the Celtics. Fits so well. Let's see what they could do with it. Alrighty, Huff, you want to give us a little update on Trey Young and his injury update? Yeah, obviously, like uh, we were just saying, Atlanta Hawks currently sitting uh, in a play-in playoff spot. However, you want to look at it, uh, going down or their star guy going down, Trey Young uh, injured his hand in Friday's loss. Uh, to the Raptors about, I think this was last Friday when he did get hurt uh, and is now going to go undergo surgery to repair the radial collateral ligament. Look at me not uh, needing any pronunciation not there. Uh, and he and he will be reevaluated in four weeks. Uh, so obviously Atlanta losing their number one guy. Uh, really the only reason I watch the Hawks is Trey Young. Whenever I do tune into them, I am a fan of his. So tough to see him go down. You got to anticipate the Hawks will fall out of that uh, playing spot in the East. Um, Ace, you're, you're, I know you're a fellow uh, fan of his. Do, what do you think? Can you th- do you think this team can hold up this ten spot in the in season to, or in the play in tournament, or do you like Brooklyn, Toronto, to one of those teams to catch them? I don't think Charlotte, Washington, or Detroit can do it. I I personally think that the the Hawks will still stay in a play in spot. Will they do much with it? Probably not. I'm just kind of bummed because I was hoping Trey Young would have been dealt. Um, injury obviously doesn't help that too much. I wanted him to get a change of scenery, but I think they'll be able to stick around with what they have. Um, in that playing tournament, and then who knows what can happen? Kind of light competition there as well. So they'll be where they they already are. I don't I don't see them moving up anymore though, which they could have done with Trey Young. Yeah. One more take though in the NBA here. Oh. That would have been so amazing, just ripping threes with uh, AD and LeBron doing all the work. <laughs> but no, one more point I did want to bring up here in the NBA. 
don't have it on the list, but I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see Jimmy Butler hosting the rest of the guys that were suspended the other day watching that the was great funny. game on the live stream? That was pretty funny. Jimmy Butler, great, great guy. I think he's one of the my favorite personalities in the NBA. But um, they've been playing good basketball too. I think they've been on a pretty pretty good heater out there. So that's one team you can never count out is Miami with their coaching staff depth and uh, Jimmy Butler. They went on a little seven and two stretch. About, I think it was last week. Or that's what I'm saying, they were on uh, seven of ten. I thought. Yeah, so maybe it was seven to ten. I, I saw seven and two at one point, and they probably lost one more to make it seven to ten. Yeah, so they, they've been. That's a team. That's one of the teams that all these powerhouses. I don't think you truly want to see. Yeah, you match up them well, but you've seen what they can do. I mean, they always get to where they want to be at the end of the year, and they're not even that good. But that coach is uh, one of the best for a reason. He's yeah, definitely. All righty, let's shift our focus over to the NFL here post-Super Bowl. First point here, Jets uh, general manager Joe Douglas says the team has given quarterback Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade. So within a few weeks, there might be just one of five quarterbacks taken in the first round of the 2021 draft still with their team that drafted them. What are you guys thinking about this here coming out of uh, New York for Zach Wilson? Uh, Who would you rather have, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? Zach Wilson. I was just going to say, like, is it crazy to me to say, like, I don't think it's crazy for a team to take a flyer with a late round pick on him. I, really I would. Don't. I would. I would take a flyer on both those guys because look at what Baker Mayfield was able to do with that resurgence. Maybe it takes a while for some of these guys. They have the skill set. Baker um, Mayfield is actually good in Cleveland, though. Yeah, yeah. He had. A, he actually had a good. You're, you're right, Mackie. That's a good point. Want a playoff game? I still think, yeah. yeah, they could still have a resurgence of sorts. They're really young quarterbacks that were in not the best systems. Um, dealt with a lot of media on the two spots, too. Um, I, I would take a flyer on them. You get him as a good backup too. If you have an injury prone guy like Matt Stafford, that some of the injuries he had when he went down this year, Deshaun Watson. That's a good um, example. If you have Kirk Agent Cousins, Cor- someone Kirk like Cousins. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would take a flyer on someone like that. Or you draft a young guy. Like I, I, I'd like to have one of them as my backup because you know you're going to get more than just a casual backup. In my opinion, Zach Wilson has what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. I think it's all a confidence thing with him. It's We've all seen here. We've seen the flashes of him being a good quarterback. We know it's in him. He has the athleticism. He has the smarts. It's just all confidence. He has zero confidence in his game. The Jets kind of made it like that. That fan base made it like that. Aaron Rodgers coming in made it like that. Um, I think if he gets a fresh start, maybe he starts comes in as a backup. Nobody expects he anything. He needs the right coach. He lights it up for three, four games, gets that confidence. He could be a starting quarterback in this league. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not I saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it, it, he has the potential for it. If he becomes uh, yeah, a definitely. backup, he's one of the top end backups in the league. I, I also think him in New York didn't. Obviously, I, I make excuses for Russ all the time. I think Hackett was a terrible head coach. I don't think Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett is necessarily a a dream <laughs> quarterback offensive coordinator duo. Well, if you ask me, and then you, know, you go up to the head coach and you have a defensive yeah, head yeah, coach that's year, not going to add anything. You know what I mean? Like it was only Hackett for one year. I mean, he he had a few mentors or a few coaches. Sala wasn't even an offensive minded coach. I think he needs to go somewhere that's kind of like a quarterback guru, like a like a quarterback whisperer. He, someone that said, can be he never had he never right had way. the opportunity in New York. It was an awful place to get your to get drafted. Um, it's an awful place to start your career. And I think that if he can start fresh, maybe he can gain some confidence back and be a good NFL quarterback. Mac Jones, on the other hand, we saw flashes of him being a good quarterback in the beginning. I I don't think what. He, went to a he, pro he had a worse situation than Zach Wilson. If you think about it, though, look at Zach Wilson. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You th- Jones, the Jets talent Mac was Jones way better the than the by Patriots. himself. Mac Jones threw his own career away by himself. Who did Mac Jones play with his whole career that was good? You, you as a Patriots fan, you watched Mac Jones last year. No, but year just answer that question. Though. No, him. no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Answer that question. He's in this, like they're in the same boat. But has Mac Jones ever played with any good skill player? Any? Mac I Jones, can't. I, I can't name any receiver Mac Jones has thrown a ball to other than Juju. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, a bunch of threes. Oh, there's been a few. He's been there for like three, four years. Yeah, there hasn't been a good one since Edelman. Give me some some names. Yeah, like who's the last receiver? Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, Nikhil Harry, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yo, you know what's crazy is that before this season, before last season, you were gassing up every single one of their skill players. Talking about how they had Gusecki and Hunter Henry. I was saying saying there was potential of that. No, 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 no. I would love to go back. Pull up the clips. I would love to. I I never said that. 
we we literally wanted DeAndre Hopkins. Like, if there was ever a marquee receiver on the market, we were wanting them so bad. And I, I remember you guys saying, "How do you feel that you didn't get any of them?" I'd be like, "Well, that's ESPN, great." ESPN was even posting the, the look at look at this Patriots the skill players the Patriots have. Well, it was so bad the year before though. It was so like it got even like. It's just none of those guys. At least he had Mac Jones yeah. is literally the worst quarterback in the league. He did it to himself. The throws he made were by were, were by himself. He, I don't think he has an NFL career ahead of him. And I, in, I think in, he, in I think he'll be a quality backup at least. If not, I mean, you go put him in that Minnesota Vikings offense with Hawkinson, Addison, Jefferson. It'd be a much better look than what you have over. with New England. New Mackie, England I think. Line. I think a good comparison for Mac Jones is kind of Trubisky and the how he got the second chance in Pittsburgh. Both guys have lost the playoff game as a starter. The team they got drafted, Trubisky second overall. Jones was, what, mid-first round, obviously, to the Patriots yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Bears. Different situations, but I definitely think Mac Jones will get, a, will get a chance. But obviously, you just saw the Steelers move on from Trubisky. How long of a chance will it be? I don't know. I think he'll definitely get a chance on a roster, though. I think like Trubisky the Panthers, being... like, come in, like anyone, you know, like I, I could name a bunch of teams. It's like, fuck it. He could be a third string quarterback. Yeah, he could be a good backup compared to many I mean, of the others. Trubisky there, basically, like... Trubisky at one point was our third string when Rudolph was the starter and Pickett was healthy. It went Rudolph, Pickett, Trubisky. Trubisky was also number two. But you don't want, you don't want either of those guys as anything other than your backup, I don't think. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't even want Trubisky coming in to play the game. I like him holding a clipboard. I'm so glad he's not a sealer. Would you rather have Trey Lance or those two guys? Trey Lance. Really? The upside is just so much better than the other two. There's got to be a reason he's not on the field ever, though. Yeah, Trubisky, I mean, he's always hurt. I, mean, he's I, always I hurt. think he's Trubisky, immature, and I think he's... Trubisky was one of the worst starting quarterbacks I've ever watched for wear a Steelers uniform. Backup or not. Like, seriously, that was... Games. Yeah. It, but Trubisky would come in and just throw interceptions. At least Pickett just is scared. To but with the, the with the way the NFL quarterback landscape is, like you can do much worse than Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, in my opinion. Who? Uh, Desmond Ritter. Um, there's a lot of like any of the backups I too. I'm you, just saying. I like, give you credit. The starting I didn't quarterbacks have a name for nowadays. That. Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. As far as Mackie only... didn't say Bryce Young. I would actually choose Bryce Young or Mac Jones. I would you have to choose Bryce Young. You have to choose Bryce Young. Yeah, you'd be an idiot. <laughs> what do you need, obviously, man? Like what? God damn. No, but with with the weak quarterback landscape, I think these first round picks that are falling off are quality, quality backup options to have nowadays. I think here's my thing landscape. with the I NFL. disagree because I think these guys that are top first round picks. They have all the confidence in the world. You want to throw them into a backup position, and then you think they're just going to go out there and, and prove you wrong? I think that the, the confidence is no. Is, I don't think they're proving anything. They're just like going to step in when the starter gets hurt. Like it's yeah, better than also, having guys zero confidence. They have absolutely their confidence is, is at the floor. You were you were a lottery pick, and now you're a backup for a, for a, a team outside of the playoffs ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, so, like, I personally, thing. I mean, with the if NFL, I had a good team, I would grab them as a look at Sam Darnold. Like it, that's what they can go on to be. Why would you want to go on to be Sam Donald? <laughs> that's what they're going to do, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what's happening with a lot of these bust first rounders now. They're, yeah. they're turning into quality backups. But, like, the thing with the NFL and the quarterbacks, like, here's the thing. It's happened for years and years and years. These quarterbacks, these teams way overvalue quarterbacks because they need a quarterback. They're a quarterback away. Get they're your young guy. The get them on a road. Exactly. Like, there's so many quarterbacks that if they, it's so hard to say if they weren't a quarterback, they wouldn't be going this high. But it's like, there's so many quarterbacks every year that get drafted in the first round that I'm like, that guy's not a first round talent. This team just needs a quarterback and they don't think he's going to be there in the second round. So your kind of hands are tied and you're forced to do yeah, it. Yeah. Like, Fuck, yeah. I think that's exactly what the Patriots did when they picked Mac Jones. They were like, we want him 35th overall, but we don't think he's going to be there. Yeah. Like, I don't think you guys want him left on the board. And, and it's like any, anytime, like, I don't know. This, I'm going to compare it to playing. It's kind of like, like this draft. draft huff. It's going to be like this draft tough though. It's like, if the Patriots keep their three pick and they do draft a quarterback, we're not getting the cream or our pick of the litter. I should say not you're getting the, the you're getting the, re, the, the reject. You're getting the, the third and one. Yeah, exactly. Just because you need a QB if you want to fill that void so badly. Exactly. When it's like you could go get there. a guy, you could go get you could uh, trade a down. tackle or a tight. End. Exactly. I, that's what I do. I personally would do that, but we'll see well. what they do. I would take Jaden Daniels or Drake May. I, that's, would, that, I was just going to be happy. I would take Jaden Daniels. If I'm sitting there at three and it's Drake May, I'd consider tra- giving that pick to Atlanta. Well, that's different, though, too, because Mac Jones was like, we were saying in the teens there, 
Like he wasn't a top three quarterback off the board. Like you have the top three quarterbacks off the board who are projected to be top picks. At least mm-hmm. you're going to get one mm-hmm. of the top three. I think Mac Jones is what fifth quarterback selected in that draft. Uh, wouldn't it, what draft was that? Zach Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, um, Justin Fields. All who was the first overall pick the year that Zach Wilson went? Was it was it uh, Trey Lance or Justin Fields? No, or was that the Trayvon Trey Walker Lance. year? Where he went one. That was a, it had no, to be Zach, the nineteen. No, it was a quarterback. It was a quarterback. Who the fuck was ahead of Zach Wilson? It was Justin Fields. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it it went Trevor Lawrence. It literally went Trevor Lawrence. Um, you have Zach Wilson. You have Justin Fields, and then Mac Jones and Trey Lance's. I believe he was a first rounder too, wasn't he? No, it wasn't that year because he got picked fifth or oh, third overall. the year after. But still, yeah, yeah, like they had the fourth QB not in the top 10. Like the two, there was Wilson and Lawrence up top. But damn, that draft class fell out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking as you were reading through those names. I was like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> I still think Tre- no, the- Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. I don't- I'm starting to give up on him, I think. Yeah. I just don't tough. love the team that they're building around him. They have a good defense. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need. They built a good offense around them, too. What's crazy is, like, we we all expected them to just take over that division as soon as, like, the Titans' run kind of came to an end. And they, and they only like, won it because of their defense. And they only won it because of their defense, and now it's like, boom, everyone loves this Texans team. Everyone thinks it's, te- it's the Texans' division to lose for the next however many years. Yeah, it's like now it's Stroud's there. I think Lawrence will, will resound. I could see a little soft more Stroud. He'll compete, yeah. Anthony Richardson too, like that. That's gonna be a fun division for I like that. Players. I was gonna say I like that Colts team. Just as a fan, I don't love them to win. Will Levis too. I I kind of liked. Will Levis showed me some glimpses of being good. I don't love that Tennessee team as much without Vrabel. No, worst roster in the division too. Yeah, they're different when they have Vrabel. It's like this team could they're be soul searching. Tonight. They lost their. Yeah. They lost their. They lost their coach. They lost King Henry. They sold the defense at the deadline. That team's soul searching, but. I yeah, think they brought in the Bengals offensive coordinator that I've never heard of. Like, interesting hire there. Full reset. But no, good good talk off that Zach Wilson. Uh, you don't get that much talk about Zach Wilson. He sees ghosts a lot, but I think they'll turn into good backups. And I bet you, how much money do you think they'll make? Guys like that. Two and a half million? Like those former first rounders that are going to turn into backups? Yeah, $2 million. I think, I think Trubisky year, made like four and a half here. Which is disgusting to think about. Yeah, but I don't think Zach Wilson gets Trubisky money. I, I agree. Trubisky money. <laughs> I it's do crazy too. to say oh. that, right? But like, I I don't think he does. Mac Jones might because Mac Jones has proved more. Zach Wilson has literally done nothing ever. That's what I, Mac Jones is literally like. Now that I made that comparison, like they kind of line up very weirdly similarly. Both lose a playoff playoff game in their first two years with the team that drafted them. Team totally gives up on them. It's their fault, their fault. Get him the fuck out of here. He's going to go to, like, the Cardinals and be Kyler Murray's backup or something. Yeah, exactly. Give us Kyler Murray for him, straight up. <laughs> In that case, they can well, have do, You do recall, though, you do Kyler recall, Murray. though, Mac Jones would be through a trade as well. That's the other thing. It's Mac Jones and Zach Wilson are both via trade, so that's interesting. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get a fourth or, mm, no, that's early, fifth, sixth round pick. I'll take whatever we're dealing with. Patriots are good at drafting. You'll take any draft pick. Oh, they were. We don't know anything about this Patriots regime. Yeah, true, true. (laughs) That's kind of the same thing I just said with the Titans. It's like, I don't know. I might have to, they might have to re-earn my trust up there. Yeah. Patriots have a lot to show you. Let's move over to the MLB here. Spring training has arrived. Otani has already hit his first home run. Curious if any of you guys hit on that. Uh, let's go through some World Series odds to see what you guys are liking coming into this year as well. I'll go. Th- I'll go through this list. Home runs leader for the uh, 2024 season uh, throughout the entire league, not American League, not National League. Everyone all together. Uh, Aaron Judge is the favorite at plus 420. Matt Olson for the Braves at plus 850. Mackey's Pete Alonso at 850. Shohei Otani at nine to one, and then love Schreiber- it. Schwarber and Jordan both at uh twelve to one and thirteen to one. I think we're all in agreement. The value on Otani to just hit a ball is fucking insane. 
All he has to do is hit balls this year. He doesn't have to do the other thing. With the lineup protection, you can't pitch around them. You can't pitch around them. You want to pitch to Freeman? You want to pitch to Betts? You want to pitch to Muncy? You cannot pitch pitch to anybody in that Dodgers lineup. He's sitting dead smack in the middle. You have to pitch to him the ball. He's going to rake this year. How can he not? He has nothing else to do. He's going to be in the batting cages 24-7. And he's in L.A. It's perfect conditions every game. Like, he's still in L.A. It's perfect conditions every game. He's playing in the NL West. Like, there's no good teams. You have to assume. You You have to assume he hits, like, 55 home runs this year. I mean, Do I think Judge does too. We, I think Judge is going to be right there. It's just Judge as does. long as the only the only downside of the Sotani bet is if they load manage him a little bit, or if he gets a little dinged up and they immediately. How sit can him you load so manage somebody who's only DHing? Because you're because you're paying him so much money. Twenty eight years old. You pay a man so much money to play. You don't pay to load manage when all he has to do is swing a damn yeah, baseball they're paying, bat. They're paying him so you much money. You know how baseball is, the Mackie. Money they, he's bringing in. If they flick something and their finger hurts, they're out for two weeks. And do you think, I, uh, I think they'll be able to afford the luxury of resting him if needed. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand why you're going to pay a man all that money just to load management. Load manage him. Oh, they just want to sell the Otani jerseys. Are you kidding me? And when that yeah, they already made that money back. They already <laughs> made that money back. Yeah. He's... <laughs> Everything here on is profit. No, they need a ring. They need a ring to make that money back for sure. And I think they will. I, I truly pick. think they will, too. Yeah. I mean, how can it's they not? It's not the exciting later, pick. Right? I love this Braves team. They Akumi's added besides Otani. Look at everybody they added. Like, Yamamoto, Otani. Did they get Glasnow? Like, they have so and many. And they still have they the two best players in the world aside from Okunia. Mookie Betts and Otani. And, Fre- and Freddie Freeman, I'd say. Yeah, he's not too shabby either. I wish Freddie was so brave. I, I like Arguably one of the best I, catchers I, I in the league, too. Honest Smith, one of the best catchers in the league too, with Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. They don't have a weak spot. They don't. They have zero weak spots, and they're still not done. They're not even done. That's the scariest part. And you want to know something crazy? Is their youth that they're bringing up? They have a lot of pitchers. Walker Bueller is back in the mix. He was a, one of the most electric pitchers when the last time they won a World Series. He's the rotation's healthy. He was pitching a little bit. At the end. They they have young guys coming up too. Like that's crazy to me that they have so many top pitching prospects coming up as well. They're going to add an elite bullpen arm too. I wouldn't be surprised if they get Kenley Jansen back. I was. I yeah. also think. I think the only team that can somewhat compete with them is Atlanta. Yeah, yeah for sure. They, their roster is sure. loaded too. At least in the NL. Yeah. Yeah. Like I the mean, only Yankees team that's going to give them a Yankees scare are, is the yeah, no. NL. Astros are pretty good too. This year too. Astros. Astros, 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 you obviously always have to look out for, but, but um, that Yankees team. I don't know if they're going to get over the hump this year because they've been pretty. Um, Regular season heroes. Not even man. They've been. They've been pretty. Yeah, not um, even. Been pretty underachieving. I think, the last I think that, years, though, that so. adding Soto is like, come on, this is the year. They're pitching still ass, though. They'll, no, they'll get Marcus you know Stroman. Not done yet. That was, they added Marcus Stroman, but I don't know if that's still a big have Garrett spot. Cole, too. I mean, yeah, you still got one of the best better ace than Garrett Cole. Yeah, but it's nice to have guys behind your ace. Look at the look at the uh, Dodgers rotation. Look at the Braves rotation. Like, they have no slouches coming in behind Strider. Whoever you want to deem the one out in LA. Stryer's low key is slow. I didn't know they might be losing. I didn't know. I think Herman's a free agent there. I mean, he didn't have that great a year last year through the perfect game, but he's been a good fill in rotation piece. Terrible. They need to get healthy. I think they have what Severino, Nestor coming back this yeah. year. They have Severino was Severino's a ass too. These guys, they just they they were all supposed to be good last year. They had terrible years. Herman was yeah. terrible at, aside from his perfect game. Um, Severino yeah. got injured. Hasn't been the same since he's been back. They just need uh they need guys to step up. Obviously, you're expecting Carlos Rodon. They live and die off home runs. The if they're not hitting home runs, they're not going to win. They live and die off. Yeah, but they had like they have the names of the pitching rotation. You had Garrett Cole, Stroman, uh-huh. and and um Carlos so Rodon. Like those Stroman. are two. Those are three really. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this, like they have the pitching rotation as long as they step up and play. Um, you need you need Rodon to get back to how he was two years ago. A lot of old arms though. There's a lot of old case, arms. I love Garrett Cole, but as long as he's not playing the fucking Red Sox, Endeavors can't go yard on him. Until he's yeah. Well, no, he's going to give up a home run a game. He, he's due for at least one home run a game. But other than that, he'll strike out 13 and go seven seven scoreless, or seven other uh, other than the home run scoreless. Let's, let's hear these uh, World Series odds. I want to I see where everybody's sitting. Yeah, let's rip through these here. Leading off the World Series odds are the Los Angeles Dodgers at plus 320, the Atlanta Braves at plus 450, the Astros plus 700, Yankees plus 800, Rangers 1400, Phillies 1500, Orioles 1500, 
and a few teams tied there at 2000 Blue Jays, Twins, Mariners, and so on. Let's start here. Any chance value. the Rangers reach? Any chance the uh, Rangers repeat or get back? Uh, no, absolutely not. They got their win. Yeah. I think that this league is too competitive right now for a team like the Rangers to go back to back. I think so too. I like the Astros yeah. to get back, get back there. Uh, I like the odds of those Yankees, but um, uh, and my my two it. picks I'm, are Dodgers uh, and Yan- Dodgers and Braves. I I just don't like the value on either of them. I'd like to see a little more value on Atlanta because of, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, but I'd like to see a little more value on Atlanta with the Dodgers so heavily favored. I'd like to see them at least five fifty, four fifty is a little low. Los Angeles Dodgers. But I'm not locked into baseball yeah. yet, so we'll, we got a long way to go it's, until I'm actually locked Enjoy in. the spring training. Huff, if you're going down there for a Panthers game, a lot of good spring training uh, facilities I didn't even think you. about that. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I, I did that yeah, before. Go to a game I did that for $7. You want, you want, and you want to know what's great? You know what's right around that same area, the Florida Panthers, Huff? You have the Nationals and Astros share a spring training facility. You have the Marlins and the Cardinals share a spring training facility, and the Mets have one all within a 30-minute radius. Damn. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even think Lucy. of it. Yeah, it's some good baseball to watch. Yeah. Pirates are in Bradenton. I think that's over by Tampa. Yeah, they're on the they're on the west coast. No, Bradenton's west east coast. west side of. I thought they were. I thought that the they had two sides of. Sorry, Florida sorry, sorry. I, maybe I wasn't fully listening. West side of Florida. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we meant. They're on the golf, golf side. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't think I was fully listening. I just know Tim. Did I the teams only like, go to spring training in Florida and Arizona? Yeah, yep. I yeah. believe. Are so. there some that go to Texas? No, I don't know. Not, not anymore. I don't think. No, just I think they might have used to, right? Do, do uh, they still have like the grapefruit division and like those like weird yeah. names and yeah, shit? The grapefruit. Well, there's the grapefruit league, and then there's the other one. They're they're both called two different things. That's why, like, when Ace joined this, I was like, I'm going to learn so much about baseball because, like, I'm the most casual baseball fan when it's the only thing on. Like, oh, I'm Ace telling you, if, if you go down the one, go to the, the nicest stadium is the Nationals and uh, Astros one. I went the year after the Nationals won the World Series, I want to say, and they had the, the, the trophy in there. That's the newest facility. Port St. Lucie, really cool vibe. If you go to Roger Dean Stadium, that's where the Marlins and Cardinals play out of. They play high A ball out of there during the regular season. So I go watch some of that too. Good players rehab there. I think Tebow played there too for the Mets. But um, <laughs> you go to Ro- you go to Roger Dean. It's like you're right on top of the field. Very small venue. But if you go to a Cardinals game, sold out. Sea of red. So many people from St. Louis there. Kind of a cool vibe. That um, is cool. So yeah, is it like I the size of like WVU's field? Game. Yeah, like the Roger Dean Stadium is, but the the Port St. Lucie Mets field a little bit bigger, and then the biggest one would be that Nationals and Astros one, just the yeah. the age too. The new one. As a, as a Marlins guy, as a Marlins being yeah. my second team, though, I gotta gotta be that big Roger Dean Stadium guy. That place is great. Yeah, I'll definitely have to look at that. I didn't even think about that. Where I met Byron Buxton when he was that top prospect for a few times, got a bunch of his autographs. That is pretty sweet. Is that all we got? I think we. Said I got one more thing. Sorry, Lionel. I just thought of something. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. <laughs> putting putting some balls through holes. Yeah, one more uh, one more point here before we get out of here in the soccer world. Lionel Messi is back in action with the MLS. Be sure to look out when he's taking uh, when he's playing planning to hit on uh, Ace and Huff's favorite bet. Is anytime goal? Did you guys hit that the other night? No, I just saw it. Huff and I saw it. We sent it to each other. We're like, damn! Every time he was playing before, we were locking it in, and I think he scored in like late in the game too. So that would be electric. But I'm definitely gonna lock in. It was in, uh, it was in stoppage time. Yeah, that, that's, that, I remember that. It was pretty hype too. The stadiums are pretty electric for it. So we're gearing up for the World Cup coming over to America too. So a lot of good stuff going the, on. The does anyone know? Is the MLS on cable or is it only on that Apple TV bullshit? I've never seen it on TV, to be honest. It's only on Apple TV, I believe, as of right now, um, because they signed a huge deal with Apple, and they're doing like a MLS 360 thing, which is supposed to be like Red Zone and that kind of thing. Yeah, but just not as cool. It's fucking soft. Right. But, not you know. American football. They're trying. Yeah, I just want, like, trying. if you want to grow yeah, the game, there, you I like put it out there. 
Right. No, you just keep I mean, getting guys like Lionel even, Messi to come over. And I people can't even watch. watch Messi. Like, it's annoying. I want to watch it. You're right. You are right. And like, Alrighty, boys, that's just a good holder for Columbus. They're supposedly sick, too. I'm like, dude, I've never fucking, watched it. I don't know. Fucking biggest fan over there in Columbus. Dude, they just won it all last year. That's pretty sick, I said. I know I was that like, was sick. They were like front row. Three was probably at the parade, him and his girl and nobody else. <laughs> Dude, did you see that? I remember, I remember his story whenever they won that game. That place literally was, looked like a soccer stadium in Europe. Like the atmosphere. Yeah, was oh, like, okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Those things are crazy. But it was, it was, you know it, what was I mean. packed. it was packed. It was the size of the venue. It's a great venue. It was electric for sure. You feel it. It's, a, it's a cool place for sure. I've been. It looks like a small time European game over there. Not fucking Champions League, or you know what I mean. Marquette up. Do you guys watch that Welcome to Wrexham show? No, but I know. I heard about it. it. With Ryan Reynolds and Ryan the, Reynolds them buying and the team. FG. It, yeah. It, it, it feels like that is weird, but like the shots they show of their crowd and stuff, it feels like that. Yeah. And they the have stadium, a very they small play in that's a similar size, too. Yeah. Alrighty, there, boys, that's just about everything. Here that we have like club seats. They don't do club seats anymore. Right. Jesse, I think it's almost time for you to get this uh, <laughs> out in one piece. Yeah, I think so. I think we're ready to get out of here. Anything else to add before we get out of here for episode 27 here this week? Go Rangers. Get those books. Bees are buzzing in Boston, so, you know, the boys are buzzing too. We're ready to go. Yeah, I think that's that's about it. Uh, like I said, make sure you're staying tuned. Uh, live stream this Saturday, college basketball slate. Nice little slate coming this weekend, so... We'll see you guys on Saturday, but thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday for the podcast, Thursday, uh, Saturday for the basketball stream, and then obviously uh, every Wednesday at 5.30 or 6 for NHL and NBA. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for following us. We'll see you guys next week.